Welcome to AIGA's Fireside Chat. Thank you for joining us. Please connect with us and share your thoughts. Hashtags for this fireside are AIGA design and future of design. Now, it is my pleasure to welcome Benny F. Johnson, AIGA's executive director, and today's guest, Alex Center, founder of Center. Benny? Thank you, Amy. And welcome everyone to our December Fireside Chats. So we thought that it would be really dynamic this year to close out the year with fireside chats that looked at leadership and design and to bring together some of the most innovative, creative, and fun voices in design to sit down and have chats this month. So I can't think of a better person to start off than my dear friend, the incredible, the awesome Alex Center. He's a brand builder, award-winning designer. He's won awards both inside, outside, and outside again in terms of design and leadership. He runs the studio, aptly named Center, based in Brooklyn, where he's worked on award-winning campaigns for innovative companies. One at the heart of Center is the notion of working with startups and turning them into icons and working with icons and teaching them how to behave and perform like a startup. It's not only as an entrepreneur and as an agency, that Alex has shined. It's also in his role working in-house, where he's been a leader in thinking and rethinking about the way in-house design works. Uh, he spent 10 years working directly for Coca-Cola, where he began as the design director for very own Vitamin Water, Smart Water, and Powerade. He's worked with multiple iconic brands across the globe and has given talks on the power of design and the power of packaging, innovation, and building the next generation of iconic brands. So it is without further ado that I introduce us all for this fireside chat to Brooklyn's own Alex Center. Benny, how are you? Hey, Matt, I am, I am so good this morning. It is a pleasure to, like I said, to close out our leadership series with you this, this morning, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. Fireside, let's, uh, let's warm it up. Let's jump right in. And so bad puns are going to be profound throughout this today. So we're going to start not at the beginning, not at the end. We're going to start right here in the center for you. Uh, puns uh, are like pizza, Benny. Uh, there are no such things as bad puns. They're all good puns. Nice. Well, I'm going to ask you this question. I'm going to take you to this moment. And this is your post-game interview question. Oh. Earlier this year, a brand that you worked with from the beginning had the distinct honor of winning not one, but I believe two Lions Awards. How did you feel the moment that a brand that you had started off with from its inception <laughs> is there winning, winning the lion. Uh, thank you for that question because uh, unfortunately, because the award ceremony uh, was live streamed, I never had a chance to like give an acceptance speech. Like, well, well, here you go. You know, so here I am. And so I just want to say thank you uh, to the man above. And uh, I, I honestly, I should have a speech. I should have had a speech prepared. But the truth is, when I think about that project and I think about that that brand and that the the work that we did that won that award, oh. uh, it is it is a the most true representation of teamwork, collaboration, and the idea that like anything great is made by great people right. working together and doing things that like 
they want to exist in the world, right? I think that was sort of from the very beginning of that project was instilled in sort of like, we want to do something different. We want to take a chance. We want to make something special. We want to make something meaningful. And we have a, a small group of people here that can do that. And so I think about that lion or I think about the lions and and, and many of the awards that we won for that project as like just a, just a symbol of the work the collaboration, the teamwork, and how much, like, for me, it was, it, it was something about the people that worked on that project, for the most part, were people that were just at the beginning of their journey as designers, right. creators. And for me, I've been doing this for 15 years. And so there's a part of me that wants to say, like, I did it, I made it, like, this is, you right. know, success for me. But to be honest, I, I really genuinely felt like that project was about putting other people, putting uh, a young uh, Pete Freeman, who was like my junior, you know, my intern, and then is now right. like my lead designer in my company, and like his like first real project in the world, and you know, our our copywriter Kevin, who was like not a copywriter a year or two ago, and sort of like found his voice in writing and giving brands a voice, and like now he's an award winning copywriter, can line a winning copywriter. So I often think of myself as like. A coach in a way, like I, I do, I, lo I love sport metaphors. And so I was, I'm, I'm really that, that project and those awards, I'm so thankful that I created an environment, created a company, created uh, a relationship with a client to give that award-winning designer, award-winning, this, you know, award-winning writer to people on my team who are just at the beginning of their journey. And it, and it, it, it you know, they might not recognize it now, but it, it could change their life and it, it gives them uh, the belief in themselves that they can do this at the highest level. And that to me is um, the coolest part about any award uh, at all. It really is. And somewhat of a visual halo effect. I'd be remiss if I didn't call out the cans above your head. Yeah. I mean, they're sitting are, behind you just in case. Are the actual, you know, um, just in case I need to just kind of pull them down <laughs> and just, you just start, start rubbing them or cleaning them in, in a meeting. Um, but yes, no, I think awards are, you know, uh, for designers, I think a lot of people used to care a lot about awards and awards really meant something. And I think younger generation maybe doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't think of them in that same way, but I just think of it as sort of like, a celebration of the hard work and of the, the the process and all the things that made the brand what it is. And um, I think uh, when all that works and when all that is kind of coming together, like that's what's possible. It really is. So we're going to ladder up literally one more level to the top of your bookshelf for those who aren't familiar with the actual brand. You have... Sure. Yeah, that's the United Sodas of America. And honestly, that is, uh, you know, when I left Coke and started my own studio, I always, you know, felt like I wanted to build brands from, uh, from nothing, from really kind of the beginning and really kind of, you know, uh, be a part of the early uh, ideation and creation and even formulation of, of products and brands. And uh, working with startups allowed me to sort of uh, to do that. And some of that was... Uh, because I, I had been working in house for so long that I really, you know, I love being a part of all of it. I really like being right. kind of behind the scenes and sort of, a, you know, kind of a, 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 a executive producer in a way, right, of right. a project and putting all the pieces in place. And so 
when I was on, when I left Coke and I started my own studio, I was really, you know, I really wanted to have some of those brands that we created and sort of felt like we owned and something that was like an expression of our studio. And the fact that we want to make great things that people love, want to build brands with heart and soul, and we want to do things that are beautiful. And so United Sodas is really, uh, I always, I pointed out as like our, like, uh, it's, it's the most pure expression of like what I want center to be, which is a place where people love to work and we do wonderful things. And, uh, when we do everything right and we get all the pieces, right. And we have that great relationship and collaboration and, um, you know, we, we, we kind of can do anything and United Sodas is, um, yeah, it's the thing that, uh, you know, I think a lot of people know us for now. It's really, uh, it's, 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 it's bizarre and cool that, uh, I'm no longer the guy, Mr. Coca-Cola or the guy from vitamin water. I'm now, some people are just like, yeah, he's the guy that did United Sodas of America. And that's, that's surreal and incredibly thrilling for me. So talk a bit, you know, I always love our conversations, how intentional you are about the clients you work with, the work you do and kind of this phase in, in your career. But about 10 years ago, you were really steeped in in-house design and helping the champion in-house. How, how was it for you making the transition from really being a champion of in-house design to yeah. now having, having your own shop? Yeah, I'm still a champion for in-house design. Right. I don't think like just because I left or just because right. I, I have another sort of chapter in my career that I, I just uh, I, I've left behind right, right. in-house. Because uh, I, I think in-house whenever I talked at AIG conferences and uh, I did a lot of uh, sort of conference talks about in-house and my role in-house and as sort of the AIGA was starting to sort of celebrate in-house designers a bit more, I was definitely sort of uh, at the forefront waving the flag. And um, I always would say like in-house is a sort of mentality. It's a perspective about sort of being an owner or feeling like it's yours and feeling like right. you're like, you're more than just an employee. You're, you're a part of it. And so you need to take that sort of ownership, but also, you know, to, to take chances and to push things forward and to really kind of feel like you're more than just, uh, you know, a, a cog in a machine. Your, your, your role is to really, uh, to live the brand and to, to, to act like an owner and to celebrate it like it's yours. And, uh, you know, a lot of that experience that I had in house, I think really taught me sort of the role of design in business and sort of seeing like what it was like when a design studio would present work to a client and then the studio would leave <laughs> and what the client would then say, like, they'd be like, okay, cool. Like number two is good, but like three is no way. And, you know, we need to push them. And like, we need to, you know, really get across this idea of what the product does or what, you know, all these kind of conversations about how design was actually implemented and actually deployed to help grow the business inside. And so that way, you know, and being a part of that and having a seat at the table and just kind of being a sponge for a lot of my career inside of Coca-Cola really kind of gave me a perspective that when I'm, you know, when I decided to go to the other side of the table, right. I often try to make it feel, and I genuinely want to feel like I'm sitting on their side of the table just because right. I'm hired. And because we are not a part of the company, doesn't mean that it, the, the, the relationship should be client and agency. Right. And it should be like, we are doing something together. And I, uh, you know, sort of center principles of like who are, what our studio is like, we don't work for people. We work with people. And like, it's as simple as that. And 
I think the best relationships that we've had have resulted in the best work. And it's kind of, that's on the center side. And that's also on the Coke side. I remember working with White and Kennedy and like some really wonderful shops and, you know, advertising and design and Collins and all these great people. And like the best work came from the best relationships with those outside parties. And when it felt like we were all doing something together, that's when, you know, that's when things really clicked and that's when things, when magic was made. And so that's the approach I bring to center. And, and I've often talked about it as an in-house perspective where it's like, we're, right. we're brand owners as well. Like every brand that we've worked with, United Sodas and Kin and House and everything, Good Light and all these brands that we've been a part of, like, I'm like, I feel like they're mine. <laughs> like, I feel right. like I'm, and I think our whole team feels like we want them to win. We want them to succeed. We want, we care about everything. And like, you know, from the email newsletters to the social posts, to the packaging, to the events, to right. the stores, like all of it matters to us because we genuinely care like we are a part of it. And that's because we, we, we are, and we have that sort of perspective. And I do think it's, you know, it's, it, it comes from that experience I had working inside of a business, I think. And I think it's, it's really powerful. Like you're saying the, having that common purpose and the common objectives we're thinking about is where the best work comes from when everybody's coming in, in together, you know, how many times have we seen where an agency or a creative group has a different idea and approach and it's at odds with the business. Yeah. Your point. And then we're surprised when things don't work out well. Right. When we, we yeah. think about why are we all kind of coming together? What are we, what are objectives for us to do something big? Yeah. I would always say Coke, like you're an expert in your thing and everyone's an expert in their thing, but we're an expert in Coca-Cola and we're an expert in vitamin water. Like we right. understand the business and the brand because we, we, we were, we built it and we're also inside of it. And so I think the best creative partners are ones that are willing to sort of check their ego at the door and say, what are we trying to solve here? What's the, what's the objectives? What are our goals? And like, how are we going to achieve those things? And um, that's how great things happen. It's not just by, you know, sort of walking in and being like, I'm a genius. Let me go do my genius thing. And just right. kind of, uh, uh, you know, saying, get out of my way. You hired me. And it's like, no, it's, it's, we're doing this together. And I do think, yeah, uh, it is all part of what design is. It's a collaborative sport. I honestly believe that. So I'll take you back a bit. We talked okay. about that, that feeling of, of winning the award. But when was the moment that you first felt you were a designer? Ooh, um, great question. I think when I, um, yeah, I was always like a kid that grew up with like a lot of different hobbies. And like, I was always like pretty bad at a lot of things. Like I was into music, but I played the drums poorly. And like, right. I was into sports, but like I played basketball and lacrosse pretty bad, pretty poorly. And like, I, I didn't have any great talents or skills, but as it, artist and as someone that could draw and paint and like that was the place that I felt comfortable that's the place that I felt confident and that was the thing that I kind of drove me to pursue this you know creative uh you know career and so I don't think I felt like a designer until I started making things for other people and so uh, I had a buddy who was in a band and I was actually in his band in high school. And then he replaced me with uh, a far better drummer. Better drummer. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And now he's a, a Grammy award winning songwriter and does a lot of uh, incredible songwriting. Uh, shout out to my friend Scott. And so when I was designing his like 
MySpace page or his flyers for his like uh, for his shows or his like album covers. Like, I think that's when I started to feel like I'm a designer. This is what I do. This is what I make. And, you know, it had nothing to do with 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 money. Like, I think both of us look back at that time and like, I'm like, ooh, that design is <clears throat> don't want to show it to anyone. And he's like, at music, I don't want to show that with anyone. Right. And um, I think it's, uh, yeah, a testament to sort of like, you got to pay your dues and make a lot of bad shit right. and just kind of like, right. it, you know, I didn't, you just got to create. And I think you learn over time. And I, and I always say like, you learn how to be a designer by being designer. And uh, right. I think it it's, it's not until, yeah, this idea of like, just making stuff and making bad stuff and learning how to make better stuff and sitting in meetings and working with clients. And I think for my whole twenties, that's what I did at Coke was just like designing for brands and going to meetings and working with amazing people and just kind of learning. <clears throat> so what was the, what was the biggest shock for you coming from? So you started <clears throat> working with, you were creating the brand, you were the, the design voice for, for the vitamin water brand. And then you guys are acquired by Coca-Cola. Yeah. But talk a bit about that experience of, you know, having a, a brand voice in a space that you really were kind of in your own universe and then becoming a part of the larger Coke, like metaverse of brands and experience. Yeah. I guess yeah, Coke is, Coke is its own metaverse in a way. Um, a term, I still don't know what that means. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, what it was, it was, it was surreal. You know, I think for me, I was quite young when it happened, you know, looking back on it, I sort of, um, I was still just a kid and I was, uh, I was thrilled and excited about the opportunity. I was both scared that I was going to like my job that I loved working for vitamin water and this like, right. sort of startup culture and this sort of amazing group of people was going to somehow like start to change. And, uh, that did happen over the course of the next like five years or so. And so I was definitely like, scared and nervous and kind of like sad about sort of that chapter being op over, but I was thrilled about the opportunity to work inside of a, you know, a, a, a company that really has an incredible design history. You're talking about the AIGA archives before this right. chat and like Coca-Cola archives or something else. Right. And right. there's this history and this this legacy of this brand and all the brands that sort of uh, embody and sort of uh, are, are underneath the Coca-Cola company umbrella and so the opportunity for me, someone who loves brands, right? Like I grew up like idolizing like Polo and Tommy Hilfiger and Nautica and like all these like nineties brands that like I would wear with pride on my chest. And like, um, you know, Coca-Cola was like people, you know, I, the affinity that people have for Coca-Cola is almost unmatched. Like there are a few brands that people like you could go to a store, you can go to Urban Outfitters and buy a shirt that just says Coca-Cola on the front and it's in its in its fashion, you know? And so to be able to work for a company and a and 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 a legacy and a brand that obviously got to the top of the mountain <laughs> in right. terms of uh we're talking about like icons, you know, the you know, Coca-Cola is 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 the number one uh, icon in and certainly in beverage. Um and you could argue overall, right? And right. Apple or, you know, uh, whatever, a couple of brands here and there. But um, yeah, to be able to be inside of that and to learn and again, like soak it up like a sponge and kind of like right. take in some of the things that were happening at the time, you know, 2006, 2007, 2008, like Coca-Cola was, they had just launched that sort of new brand system with Turner right. Duckworth. They were like the can award-winning, like, you know, brand of the year. And so- 
they had really, they were, they were doing some really remarkable work and, you know, they were, they, they had this idea about sort of, um, you know, systems and this mass intimacy and this sort of way of creating these design worlds that could be extended and could be um, uh, sort of uh, realized in different ways. And uh, it was incredibly inspiring for me as a designer to sort of be able to kind of get a key to the castle in a way and to sort of just be, again, soaking it up and learning and seeing um, how, how the world's greatest brand is run and operated and managed and, and designed. So you spend 10 years there and now you're full. You kind of brought in all of this space in here and it's time to take on the brave, bold world. Yeah. How, how long did it take you to, uh, to start center? Yeah. So I left Coke, uh, September 1st, 2017. And I started officially, um, uh, or I launched center in April of 2018. Um, and so those couple of months between, you know, sort of leaving and starting was basically just me sitting at a computer kind of dreaming and really, uh, you know, kind of doing some soul searching and, um, really kind of trying to figure out what I wanted to do and what I wanted center to be. It was obviously a dream of mine to have my own studio and what I wanted the work to be like and what I wanted the, the company to be like and sort of, um, what my dreams and aspirations were. And, um, uh, I think it, 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 it happened like quickly where, um, and it, it, where all of a sudden, you know, I felt quite lonely, actually quite like I, I had worked for this company and I had all this, you know, sort of family, really friends and people that I was working alongside and people that I could go in and say, Hey, did you watch game of Thrones? Like, what did you think of last night's episode? And like a lot of work and working with other people is like, is, is relationships and not just about design, right? It's about being human and people and, 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 and all that. And so when I left Coke, I, I was, I was pretty sad and pretty lonely and was definitely like kind of by myself. And right. I think the number one thing I wanted to do with center was like to build back that, that, that family, that like culture, right. that feeling of like a great group of people that love what they do and sort of take, you know, that build brands and do it with sort of heart and soul and passion and to really kind of think about the company from a people first perspective and trying to find the right people, the right projects, the right collaborators and the right things to sort of get this, you know, thing to uh, exist. And I, um, yeah, now we're uh, you know, about to enter our fifth year and, you know, wow. this, this was our biggest year yet. We have, uh, uh, 10 people on staff, uh, which is surreal and really amazing. And, um, yeah, but it's been kind of like, it's been a slow and steady build towards where we are today. And, um, I'm, I'm, yeah, it was, I was definitely, um, you know, scared and nervous, like anyone, uh, sort of taking a chance and betting on themselves. And I think, uh, it's, it, it, it definitely took a lot of courage, but, um, I always shout out my wife, uh, here when I talk about this part of the story, because that's important life. My wife uh, gets a lot of credit, but not just because she supports me and, and loves me, but also because she had her own business that she launched in 2015 right. and she kind of bet on herself and took a chance and sort of brought this idea of a, a modern shower cap into the world and, uh, and, 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 and had, ha, has had a ton of success with it and shameless plug. You should buy one for your family members for the holidays available now at showercap.com. That's three H's. Um, but yeah, she, she had, um, had just kind of, 
I, I watched her do something extraordinary, which was take something from nothing and build it and find the right people and the right partners and the right collaborators and the right um, and, 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 and pull the plug and, and, and jump from the, from the plane. Right. And so when I, you know, when I was, was thinking about doing the same, uh, it felt possible, I think. And I, I think it felt like I could do it too, not just because of the experience I had from Coke, but also because I had just watched someone basically do something and be there, be, be jump into entrepreneurship and jump into, you know, sort of building something. And, uh, yeah, it gave me the courage, I think to do it. And then I just had to figure out how to do it my way or how, like, right. you know, the way that made sense for center. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, incredibly, uh, yeah, it was a scary time, but I think, um, it was, uh, I, I have, I'm a guy that often thinks about sort of like, you know, uh, like, uh, like I, I, I'm a Libra, so I don't really know exactly. You're a Libra too. There you go. Yes, and you're also a rap fan. So, you know, the little Wayne says weigh things on my Libra scale. And so that means you like, I, I tend to like overthink things or try to like, you know, sort of, uh, weigh things in my head. And like, I think about leaving Coke and starting center and like, I have zero regrets. Like I genuinely am so like thrilled and I, you know, sort of that I took this chance because I'm having the most fun I've ever had. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm just the happiest in my work and the happiest with what we've been able to build. And, um, that's just, just, just a, you know, uh, to anyone out there that's listening, it's like, I am scared or nervous. I want to take a chance. It's like, you, you gotta, you gotta give it, you gotta try because it's, it's, it's worth it. Um, you know, in, in, and, and you'll never, you'll never do it if you don't, if you don't take that chance. You know, my, my brother, this this was the story that I wanted to share with everyone on the fireside. When we remember we first talked about betting on yourself. Yeah. And having a space in there. And, and what we've seen, you know, the research we did this past year with our design POV, we were blown away by roughly 80% of designers will start their own enterprise in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And so the, the sure. question is not whether designers will be entrepreneurial at a point in time. It's just how we're able to show up. Do we have the support? Do we have the story journeys, right? Because I, I know entrepreneurs, sometimes it can be scary being by yourself if you don't understand that's a, necess that's a part of the journey. That's yeah, and I think, I, yeah, and I, I think that that part of the journey was important and necessary and sort of like soul searching for me, like, but also I don't think I felt quote unquote successful or I feel like I had sort of done it until there was a group of people around me that I was like, these are, this is my team. Like, this is my, my, my this is, we're, we're going to, to the game together. And it's not just me and sort of my, like my, my, my crew. It's like, it's, we're all sort of doing this thing together. And it's, it, and it's, it's about the, 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 the culture and it's about the sort of camaraderie and it's about the collaboration. And my goal always is with clients hire us or people, we work with people and they say, you know, Alex, like it was so wonderful working with you and your, your team is incredible. Like, and they say, like, we loved working with you guys because you, you know, you understood us, you collaborated well, you did great work. And also it was enjoyable. Like we had a right. good time doing it together. And I just, again, that's not just me. I, you know, I set the standard to what that looks like to a certain extent, but I, I'm like the, the most proud I am is honestly when I can just like kind of sit back and like let it, like let my team and let people step up and lead and, 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 and sort of just kind of uh, represent the company in a way that I would be proud of. And I am, um, it's, it's, it's the most rewarding 
part of all this is to have that now start to happen. But, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like you can sense and feel the pride of, of being the leader that comes out in your voice when you talk about your team. And one of the things we, we've been thinking about is the notion of leadership in our new world and the mentoring the next generation of, of designers and design-led business folks. And, and what are some of the things that you've taken as lessons that you've applied? I, I know you started off talking about your intern growing up and being like the MVP of the team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's really interesting. There's been a lot of like writing and sort of conversation around sort of like how to manage uh, a new generation of people. Right. right. And I think, um, you know, Gen Z and, and young millennials, like they, they see the world in a very different way than how the, how my generation and sort of older generations saw it. And I think it takes a different type of leadership style. And I often talk about, uh, Mike Tomlin, who's a, a football. Yeah. You. yeah. And I talk about the difference between Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick. And I think I'm a Mike Tomlin type right. leader, which is like, we are, we're, you know, I'm not better than anybody. I'm not sort of like, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm here to support you. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to empower you. I'm here to inspire you. And I'm here to build a system that allows you to do the best work of your career. And that is the way I see it. And I do think that like younger people are not inspired by people maybe just being like, do your job and sort of that sort of like old school, a little bit more sort of like, um, the authoritative type of leadership. And I think I've, I think, I think about that quite a bit where it's like, my team is quite young. It's a lot of people that are sort of, you know, at the very beginning of their journey right. and there are people that are, uh, you know, kind of, uh, yeah, some of them are born in like 2000 and I make jokes about like, you know, Billy Madison or some Adam Sandler movie. And they're just like, it, you know, they, it, you, I, I'm reminded every now and then that we're are, they not, shaming, are they shaming you for your love of Adam Sandler? I mean, they just don't understand that Adam Sandler was once a very cool guy. And now it's funny because Adam Sandler's cool again, right? He's become like, you know, he's, he's come out the other side, but yeah, I think it's really interesting that like, you know, everything I try to instill into in, in them sort of the principles of like how to, do this thing. And it's not just about the work. It's about people. It's about how to be the best, you know, leaders and it's how to be the best humans and it's how to care and lead with sort of, you know, passion and how to lead with sort of that, like, you know, that, that perspective that this is a privilege to do what we do. And like, we're thankful and we come with sort of like the right attitude and it's everything, everything about design is constantly changing, right? Like right. we are working in a path and in, in, in an industry that just like, it won't be the same tomorrow as it was today. And it's constantly evolving. And like, you do have to be nimble. You have to be willing and sort of okay with the fact that like, it's going to change. It's not the same, you know, it's not the same procedure. We're not performing the same surgery on every, on every, uh, on, on, on every patient. It's like the world's changing. Our brands are, you know, the relationship that people have with brands is constantly changing. The, the, the people we're working with are different for every type of, uh, you know, on every project. And so I just instill into my team that like, you have to bring the right attitude. It's attitude over skills is sort of the mantra. And that was instilled by some of my first bosses when I worked at vitamin water back in the day. Right. And the guy whose quote that is, he just sold his second business to Coke for $8 billion. He sold his first one to Coke for $4 billion, which is vitamin water. And the second one to, to Coke, which is body armor for $8 billion. Mike wow. Rapoli is this like this guy I worked with and he was, you know, he was a leader that 
was, you know, pro, pro, you know was, was, he was the pride of St. John's University and he got a 2.5 GPA and he would say like, right. attitude over skills. Like, I don't care if you went to Harvard. I don't care, like, if you're the most talented person, like, we are all here to do this job together. And when you build that kind of culture and it's sort of like, it's, it's, it's a one team, one dream type feeling, right. like it gets the most out of people and it gets people to want to, you know, charge the hill together. And that's kind of been the way I've always thought about design. It's just like, you know, we're all doing this together and you have to be able to sort of collaborate well and to be nimble and, uh, and to be, you know, the only, you know, the only thing that's constant is, is, is change and, um, right. you know, working with other people. And I try to, you know, kind of in that Mike Tomlin way, it's like, I'm trying to teach people how to be, uh, designers, uh, and world-class leaders, but it's really about being the best people, I guess, at the end of the day. And, and that is what has been my secret superpower. It's just like, right. I, you know, it's just like, is I care a lot and I genuinely um, love what I do. I'm a fan first. And like, and I, I genuinely bring that to every project. And I think if I can build the next generation of designers that have that philosophy and have that mentality and come to, you know, design with that approach. Like, I think that's my, you know, kind of, uh, that's, that's, that's what I, that's what I want to instill in, yeah. in them. But what, what's incredible. And I always love our, our conversations, the incredible energy and gravity that you bring things in, like people want to be a part of what you're doing. They want to be a part of me. So I, as I can see, like the startups that you work with, people gravitate towards you and your team. And the legacy brands, I wonder, have you ever had moments in which that gravity pulled in potential clients that weren't a good fit, that they saw your magic, right? And saw your superpowers and <clears throat> they needed someone there in, but you could tell from the beginning, it wasn't a good fit. Hey, I mean, listen, every, I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, every project we've ever done has been, uh, 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 has been a perfect relationship and a perfect, uh, you know, sort of collaboration. And the result is, you know, again, like so much of what we do is, 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 is part of a team. It's part of, there are two sides of it and there's multiple, uh, you know, voices and, um, I'm never the one that's like, this is my voice. This is what it should be. This is what it needs to be. And I think of like, you know, we're here to, um, I think of myself and, or I, like, I, I, I realize about myself, like I, some of the people I look up to are sort of like, uh, behind the scenes, uh, like, uh, people like, uh, like Rick Rubin, uh, a yes. producer that has worked yes. with like all these like incredible artists and like has Shangri-La studios. And it's like this right. collaborative, amazing environment where people go to make their, you know, their, their, their masterpieces and their work. And, you know, I think of ourselves like that, where we, you know, we are the, you know, we're the producers, right. Of other right. people's dreams, right. Of other people's ideas, like rather it's, you know, a non-alcohol beverage company or a furniture company or, uh, you know, or a snack food company or whatever it is. And so we're there to bring their, you know, dream to life. Like we're the stewards of, of their vision and their ideas. And like, at the end of the day, like sometimes, their vision and our vision isn't a hundred percent aligned, right. but it's it, at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's their, it's, it's, it's their movie. It's their, it's their album. And we're here to help them. And if sometimes listen, if they, <laughs> they, they, they see it one way and we see it another way. Like I'm, 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 we're here to give our perspective and we're here to give our, uh, you know, our, 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 our try to push them towards what we think is right. But I'm never going to like go over the top and be like, 
you're wrong. You need to listen to me. Like, this is how it should be done. And so I think sometimes that leads to work that maybe is not the thing that you put up on your shelf and scream from the rooftops, but it's important work nonetheless. And I don't think that like, you know, and not all the design studios that, that we all look up to and all the work that we see from, from, from those people, you have to remember that at, that is 10% of the work that they do. Right. And I think people forget that they just see like all the greatest hits from Pentagram and they see all the greatest hits from all the greatest hits and they just see all the work that they pump out and they're like, Oh my God, this is unbelievable, incredible, best in the world stuff. And it is, but it's only a sliver of like the work that they do as a company and Mm -hmm. it's the best work that they do. And it's the, you know, it's, it's the stuff that is, um, that we all try to strive to create is the best work, the work that we, we wear with pride, but yeah, not every project goes that, you know, turns out that way. And that's, that's okay too. And, and to the point, not every project that's award-winning is the only project. When I, when I think of it as a business owner, there's work that I do that's pushing the brand, that's creating value, that's delivering against its core objective that may never win an award. Yeah. And may never be seen in yep. that sense, but it's doing the most, right? It's doing the work that it needs to do. Exactly. And I think that's like, you know, a lot of times I think of designers designed for like other designers. And I think that's something that like we all fall a little bit into the trap of. And I genuinely think like we're designing for people <laughs> at the largest scale, at the largest volume of humans. And like not every human loves cool, messed, fucked up sort of like typography, like uh, the Brooklyn coffee shop down the street does, right? Like there are brands that are sort of more that, that you can, you can bring some of those new ideas and they're, they're no less important, but they're maybe not the thing that you're sort of like, again, you're going to go and, and, and scream from the rooftops. Right. And and in that, and in that moment, it may not be the, the focus of the award or the group, but doesn't mean that it's not valuable. Our conversation today, looking back in that rearview mirror and realizing how important some moves were that weren't at the, the top of awards, weren't on top of people's minds, but were really important in moving us forward, moving projects forward, moving ideas forward. Yeah. I mean, every, every, I mean, to, to work, I, I always come from this perspective, which is like, I'm incredibly fortunate to do this job for a living, right? Because it's right. something that I absolutely love. And it's something that I would like, I want to do independent of the financial like support. Right. <laughs> and I, I genuinely come from that perspective, which is privilege. And it is, and I genuinely think, right. Like, you know, to, to, to work with some of my favorite brands and to work with, you know, any brand really is, 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 is a, is something that I'm thankful for. And so I come from that perspective of like, I'm going to try to do the best that we can do. I'm going to try to treat this with everything, you know, I'm going to give it everything I got and I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to overlook it if it's not, doesn't turn out exactly the way that I wanted it to, because it's at the end of the day, it's helping me do this thing and be a creative, you know, person for a living to do this. I've been doing this for 15 years and I want to do it for the rest of my life. And so I, I am, I'm smart enough to recognize that like, this is, uh, I'm lucky and I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. And so I approach it in a way that's not like, you know, oh God, another beverage project or another, right. oh God, uh, you know, sort of, a, 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 you know, this isn't, this isn't fun. Everything, you know, like everything has a purpose. And I think for me, the, the things that, um, 
that I get to make and put into the world are because I genuinely love to make and I love to sort of make things with other people. And I love to make things that bring people joy and make people happy. And I think a lot of designers, I think we all come from that place of like wanting to uh, have an impact and wanting to share and wanting to uh, give other people joy. And I think that's, you know, that doesn't always uh, win awards, right? Like when I was at Coke and I was doing all this work for vitamin water, like we barely won any awards at all. But if you go back and you like think about the 2000s and you think about oh, like, like vitamin water and 50 cent, like we were the first beverage that was like water plus something. Go to your local grocery store, go to Erewhon, go to Whole Foods and look at how many beverages are on the shelf in, in terms entire, of- An entire category. It, it is a massive influence and it's, right. you know, like put it in the MoMA, like the fucking right. you know, human water design is like, you know, it is that iconic and important. Did it win a can line? Did it win any awards? No, it didn't. And so I don't think that should be the goal. The goal should be to make things that we love and that the most amount of people love. And I think that's what uh, we do. And that's the thing that I love doing. I'm going to share your expression from earlier because it you really summed it up before I could even ask the question. It's the joy and pride of putting on the jersey every day. I mean, yeah. that's the thing, right? Like, I, I don't play professional sports, but you got to feel like, you know, if you're, if you're a professional athlete and on Sunday you put on the jersey, like you, you made it and you're in it. And whether that team goes out there and wins or loses, like you're a professional athlete playing at the highest level. And that's why... Like for me, I, you know, I, I, I care a lot about merch and we make a lot of sweatshirts. I, I give, I give, uh, when I hire people full time, I give them a letterman's jacket. And that was tradition that my mom gave me a letterman jacket when I started the company. And so I give that to, to, to people when they get, uh, you know, when I offer them a position at the company and a lot of those people are people that have interned here before and people that have, you know, sort of, uh, been a part of this before that moment or, and, or, and so, uh, I think it's, you know, it is a, it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor for, yeah, we get, we're, we're doing this for a, like for, for a profession, for our job. And that is to work and build brands and do things that, um, that people love. And that's, that alone is like, uh, that's, that's, you have to love that. Like you have to right. love the process. You have to love like the making, you have to love the meetings. You have to love round three of naming when it's right. like, I'm, you know what I mean? Like when it's like, because I think a lot of people are striving for success. And I think I am a, uh, I've been talking about success for like the last like five to 10 years, ever since I started like doing keynote talks. And I was like, I always felt like it was something I desired, but never, never could achieve. Right. It was always like a door that was like locked. And if I could just do one more thing, then I would, then it, then it would, I would get it. And every time I unlocked the door, it got to another level in my career. Like I always, I was, I never felt like, you know, it never felt good enough. Right. And I was always sort of chasing that thing, which was, you know, I wanted to feel like a successful designer. And I think a lot of people uh, feel this way, right. They want to, they want, they want to feel uh, that, you know, they, it doesn't, you know, they're, they're waiting for someone else to anoint them as a sort of like, as, as, uh, as successful or to, to be sort of like, you've done good and you're, you know, you're, you, you've made it in a way. And I think through creating center and like starting my own business and really kind of like, you know, getting to that level where, you know, to your point earlier, right. Holding the trophies and sort of feeling like I, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I, I, I've, I've, I've won but it didn't 
you know, even that for me didn't like <laughs> there, no one put on the successful graphic design hat and gave me the t-shirt and, you know, there right. was no parade for it. And I think like what I've, you know, I had to realize was that the, 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 the doing it, the process, the journey, the making, the, the, just the being a professional designer that people that we, that, that gets to do this thing every day is success. And that has to come from inside and you have to be comfortable and, you know, comes from a, you know, a security and a confidence of like, I, I'm, I'm doing what I love and that's enough. That's, that's enough. You know what I mean? It's enough to just, you know, I in, in from that perspective, I was successful, you know, in, in 10 years ago, right. 12 years ago, when I was just a designer that had a paycheck that was working on a brand that he loved and um, was having fun. And so I think if that's like, you have to set your own sort of uh, success metrics. Right. You have to set it for yourself and find that, that, that thing. And, uh, you know, I, ironically for me, it, it, it took until I, uh, had my own studio with this, you know, team of people to actually sort of feel like I found what I've been looking for, which, yep. you know, if I want to get incredibly cheesy is like finding my center, right? Like finding that sort of thing that is who I am, which is a person who loves to do this and gets to do it every single day. And so for me, that is, uh, it's, 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 it's incredibly freeing. And, uh, and I think it's, uh, it's been a journey. I'm going to ask to look around the corner for a second then. Yeah. You know, and we talked about what you're grateful for as we move into 2021, but what are you most excited about for 2022? Yeah. I mean, I think the world is changing in a pretty like fast clip here. I think obviously the last couple of years have been uh, incredibly challenging and incredibly, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think anyone uh, thought at, at any point five years ago that we would be um, even this meeting right now, a fireside chat over Zoom right. with people watching and like, you know, we're living in a very different world than we were living five years ago. And I think that's really exciting. And really, um, as I was talking about before, like change is always going to happen in the relationship that people have with products and businesses and, and brands ultimately, like that's constantly evolving. And I do think it feels like um, right before like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like, and like social media changed the way that we live our lives, like in 2007 and 2006, right? Like right before that big switch. And I do think that's coming. I do think we're like right before it and, you know, NFTs and crypto and the metaverse and like all of those things that are coming, uh, today, December 8th, 2021, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I have a clear understanding of what those things are because I do not, and I will not right. pretend to, but I do understand that like the way in the way in which people interact with brands and right. products and the world is changing. And that is something that is designers, right? We're always going to be involved in our ability to solve problems, to make people, as you say, want to be a part of things and to sort of uh, want to, you know, pick up a bottle uh, or a can of United sodas at the store. And just that feeling of like, oh, I got to try that. I want to be a part of it. I, I, I got to, I, I, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to follow, I got to engage. And um, I want to show up to a, 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 a dinner party with a bottle house. And like, these things are always going to exist in a physical world. And I love creating things that are physical and tangible and not on a phone. Right. Um, and I think that's always been a part of my work is making things that people hold and touch and carry. Um, because I do think those things are a signal of who we are as people. 
But I do think the world is changing and I think things are, we're, we're going to be, you know, sort of in a more virtual environment, just like the one we are here now. And I do think um, it's going to change a lot of things. And um, I am curious about that and I have to do, you know, I have to do the work and, you know, I think um, to really understand it because, you know, it's very easy to make fun of people buying uh, million dollar JPEGs uh, <laughs> and, uh, and being like, what's going on here. But I do think that, um, you know, once I'm done making fun of those, making those jokes and, uh, you know, sort of, uh, making fun of the Mick rib NFT on my podcast, um, yeah. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, um, uh, you know, I think, I do think there's a changing of the guard in terms of our relationship and the way that technology and the way that sort of, uh, brands are, are, are a part of our everyday life. And I think we're gonna, you know, I think it's on designers to, to really kind of, uh, to be at the forefront of that because, in many ways, we're, 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 uh, you know, we're, we're, we see into the future, right? Like our job is to be like, Hey, here's what the future looks like. And here's what, here's, here's what your brand can look like or can do in, you know, right. in the future. And I think for us, like we have to be looking into sort of where, where we're going as, as culture. And I do think it's, 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 it's going to be a really interesting next five to 10 years. And, um, I'm excited for it. And, uh, I do have to sort of, uh, uh, you know, this is where my, 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 my sort of age, I start to sort of feel, um, uh, you know, behind the curve because I'm no longer a 20, a 21 year old, uh, you know, uh, a kid with my finger on the pulse of everything. And so, uh, I have to, that's why also like, you know, young people, uh, and, and many of them on my team, like they teach me as much as I teach them. And it's been really helpful and it's been really, you know, wonderful that sort of exchange of ideas and, um, to really kind of, uh, figure out where we're going. Cause, uh, you know, that uh, it's powerful. Good, it's powerful. Good ideas yeah. come from everywhere. Something I always believe in. And oh, yeah. so I'm going to ask you in this sense of time travel, you yeah. know, I'm going to ask you to come, we're going to go back to your first day at vitamin water. Oh man. What would you tell young center that first day? What advice would you give yourself? Yeah. Just like, uh, you know, trust the process. Like, I think that's, that's kind of the, the, the feeling, I think a lot of young people, and I definitely relate to this, like, you're like, what's my next move? What's my thing to get to the next step to like, get to this career that I want to be this, and I'm going to be this, but I want to be a, this, you know, this is my role and this is what I want to do in the future. And like, I got to make like a million perfect steps to get to it. And I often talk to young people and they're just like, you know, they're, they're, they're very much like, you know, overwhelmed by the decision that they make today and how it's going to impact them in the future. And I think I, re I, I resonate with that idea or that, that feeling because I often was thinking about that. And, but I do think you sometimes like, you're, you're not always <laughs> in control of everything that happens. And I do think there's definitely like sliding door moments in my life where I think like, what if I would have taken this job here, or I would have done this, or I would have said no to this project or yeah, you know, something like this and like what my life would have been. And so I do think you can, you can plan for the future and you should, I'm not telling you to not sort of have goals because to get to what, like oftentimes I ask uh, young designers, like what's your dream job? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, well, it's going to be hard for you to get your dream job if you don't know what it is that you're trying to get in the future. Right. And so, but if you do have a dream job, you can set up your, your, your sort of place and your sort of steps to get there. But I do think you do have to sort of, you know, you have to take it a year at a time. You do have, like, you can't be constantly stressed 
you know, overwhelmed and worried about sort of your, you know, what's, what's next or what's coming after it and what you're working towards, because you got to be in the present. You have to be in the now you have to be kind of like, sometimes you have to take it one game at a time, right? Like you have to be like, here's the game ahead of me. And just like, you know, Brian Collins once told me this, he's just like, put your head down and just do the work. Like just put your head down and just like, you know, just, just focus on what you're doing right now. Don't be thinking about like what, what it is you're doing next. Just like put your head down, focus and do the work and like, and, 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 and good things will happen. If you, if you, if you do that and you treat other people with kindness and, and, and passion and care and, um, and, and, you, and, and good things will happen, but don't try not to think so much, like, which is hard for a lot of people. Like, no, try not to just to overthink everything. Just like focus on your task at hand. Like if you're a junior designer and you just got a job at some place and you are like, you know, this is your first career, like, you know, industry, uh, you know, paycheck, like just, 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 just just soak it up. Just like, you know, do, do, do the work and kind of learn from other people and, you know, just kind of just take it, take it day by day and just be kind of like, you know, uh, appreciative and kind of thankful that you are in this amazing profession. And if you have a client like that is paying you or, you know, it gives you an opportunity to work on your project, like that's huge. It's amazing because that work, if you do something great, like great work will get you to great work and great relationships will get you to other great relationships. And it's, and it is all, it all compounds on, on, but you gotta sort of, you know, you can't just jump from <laughs> one project to the end. Like that's just not how anybody, uh, anyone that I've ever met that has been quote unquote, a successful graphic designer in this industry, they have a long story of, 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 of experience and, you know, times where they did the work and they, they put in their all. And at the end of the day, those people are kind, those people are considerate, they love what they do. And they, you know, they, they, they're, they're, they would be here if it wasn't, you know, if there was no money involved, I truly believe that. And I think when you talk to, you know, the, the Michael Beiruts and the Debbie Millmans and some of the, like, the, like the people that I look up to, like all of them are better people than they are anything else. And I think that's what has gotten to them to the place that they're at. I think that's an incredible way to close our fireside out today, my friend. Trust the process, keep your head down, do great work, and great work with being done by incredible people. So thank you, Alex, for joining us. As you can see, brand builder, award-winning brand thinker, entrepreneur, strategist, and Brooklyn's own. Thank Brooklyn, you. we did it. We did it. Thank you for joining us. Alex, thank you again and join us for our next fireside chat as we close out the year and look at leadership and design. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And thank you to the AIGA for, for putting this on and for doing all the work they do to champion designers.